Welcome to the Latin Mass Society Iota Unum podcast series. Number four, Sebastian Morello in conversation with Maria Medis. Sebastian Morello here uh, for the Iota Unum podcast uh, of the Latin Mass Society. And I'm very fortunate to be joined today by Maria Medis, who is the director of Voice of the Family, whose uh, excellent publication is Calx Marie, um, uh, frequent contri- contributors uh, to which um, are uh, Bishop Athanasius Schneider and um, Cardinal Raymond Burke. So uh, if you have not um, subscribed to that, uh, then I urge you to do so because it is a, a really, as I say, an excellent publication. So thank you for joining me today, Maria. Hello, Sebastian. Good to be here. So <laughs> let's let's leap uh, straight into it. Um, you are uh, very concerned about um, the attacks on marriage and the family today. Um, and I have uh, been fortunate enough to hear you speak very eloquently on these things in the past. Um, but uh, at this time, you're keen to point people toward uh, the, the, the dogmatic constitution of the Second Vatican Council on chastity, marriage, the family and virginity. Um, I'm sure many people are going, well, hold, uh, those who are familiar with the conciliar documents are thinking, well, I, uh, I, I don't actually know this uh, particular dogmatic constitution. Well, that is, of course, because it was discarded. Is that right? Well, that is right. And that's why these things deserve to be um, acknowledged and studied, uh, because with uh, di- the discarding of, of those um, really excellent documents uh, were discarded uh, the clarity of the truth that uh, we we today so um, uh, so acutely miss. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, well, yes, yeah, so of course, we have discovered uh, them in in the course of, of our work just looking for the, the anchor, so to speak, where, where, where the truths of, of, um, of Catholic teaching on, on marriage and the family were, were best represented in the recent history of the church. Yeah. And, uh, yes. So, so could, you, um, could you enlighten us? Could you, could you uh, present to us what is the essential uh, content of uh, this discarded dogmatic constitution? Um, and perhaps a little bit uh, about why it was um, it wasn't included in the final documents of the Second Vatican Council. Absolutely, uh, Sebastian. But just before I, I go into the a more concrete outlining of, of the document um, that I really think is um, is, is a great manifest of, of, of truth on Catholic uh, teaching on marriage and the family, I'd just like to point out a um, couple of things. Uh, more than than what we just uh, mentioned in the introduction, why um, this document was such um, mm, s- s- such an important milestone in in our battle for for marriage and the family, and that Sister Lucy uh, calls the decisive battle mm-hmm. between reign of um, reign of uh, Christ and reign of Satan, um, namely the marriage and the family, representing the mystical marriage uh, between Christ and His Church the kind of bond and union that he wants to contract with each single soul. Um, Really, um, 
So, so yes, you, you mentioned that uh, that the schema that we are going to talk about today um, um, was on, on, on chastity, marriage, the family, and virginity. Mm-hmm. And schema was rejected, and with it, the most fundamental blocks of the, of the Catholic moral law were eclipsed. Um, and firstly, I'd like to say that in the pro-life and pro-family movement, uh, we are very um, keenly aware that Catholic Church is the only institution on earth that has a complete um, teaching on, on these issues. Uh, Catholic Church has consistently been the brightest beacon on, on Christian morality to orientate people, all people of goodwill, to defend the principles of natural law uh, on which a civilized society is founded. Um, However, the rejection of a clear articulation of the Church's perennial teaching on marriage and the family within the Church is, uh, marked a deci- very decisive step towards the abandoning of the teaching itself and, and thus making the whole plethora of attacks on marriage and the family possible that, um, that we see uh, and witness in the Church today. Uh, the attacks on marriage through the words and actions of high-ranking prelates today uh, causing uh, scandal appear merely logical conclusions of of, of that um, uh, that that viral infection of of Catholic morality at the at the time of the Council. Mm. And and second, the second point I wanted to make is that we must bear in mind that the rejection of the traditional teaching on marriage and family uh, coincided with the rejection of the traditional liturgy, uh, and this is very significant. Albeit, uh, maybe not, uh, it, it wasn't so visible at first. Um, but the mystical marriage of Christ and his church, lived in her liturgy, is the, is, the, is the reminder for Catholic families of the ultimate goal of their domestic life, uh, heaven. And denied this um, very rich ritual nourishment, fidelity to church's teaching becomes far harder, far, far harder in, 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 in all these issues. So... Um, so, so, so I think this is this is very important for our discussion today as well. That uh, that that the, the the great changes and reforms we are talking about in the um, in, in the liturgical world really uh, really uh, happened in a in a very um, significant way also in the in the moral teaching of the Catholic Church. Sure. These things so, are always deeply connected, indeed. Yes. So, but uh, but yes, just to then um, go to our 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 schema that that we want to introduce today. Uh, just for background, uh, I'd say that prior to the Second Vatican Council, John the Twenty Third, Pope John the Twenty Third set up a committee led by uh, Cardinal Ottaviani, yeah. prefect of the Holy Office at the time, uh, to prepare schemata to serve as the basis for discussion mm-hmm. and. Uh, Three months before the council opened, the Pope ordered that seven of these schemata, including the draft dogmatic constitution on chastity, marriage, the family and virginity, were sent to the council fathers uh, for them to get familiarized with. Um, according to Professor Roberto de Mattei, uh, the re- renowned church historian, uh, also familiar to the Latin Mass Society, these were very dense and articulate texts, uh, these schemata, with, with clear and persuasive language, he said, containing the best of what 20th century theology had produced. And having examined them, Pope John was pleased with them all, 
only the schema and liturgy, he, he, uh, on, on that schema, he wrote some question marks. And paradoxically, this was the only schema to survive the council deliberations. All other were rejected as rigid and condemnatory. Um, the draft constitution on chastity, marriage, the family and virginity laid out uh, a comprehensive Catholic vision with each section explaining the divinely established order in its origin, nature and dignity, its rights, duties and virtues, as well as the errors of errors that ought to be rejected. It presented this vision for marriage and the family in the context of the union of Christ and his church. I quote, all the Christian faithful constitute one great family, which has arisen out of the at once virginal and spousal union of the Church of Jesus Christ, since never does the Saviour cease by the word of life and the grace of the Holy Spirit to render his bride purchased by his blood most chastely fruitful. It calls the Council to enhance, uh, it calls enhance the, and defend in a single dogmatic constitution both the chastity of those who are not married, its most beautiful flower, sacred virginity, and the chaste union and its celestial fruit, that is the Christian family. So at once we are presented with a vision that is so beautiful and true and largely lost in the post-conciliar presentation of marriage. It is firmly rooted in chastity and it bears precious fruit in consecrated virginity, especially priestly vocations. So the, we're told that the offspring of human marriage, which preserves the human race by the divine order, has also the privilege to bear children for the church, so the cheek can flourish. I'd like to recall actually here the, the, the story of, um, of Pope Pius X, very often um, uh, told by Bishop Schneider on his, his travels and conferences. Um, he said that when the future Pope Pius X was consecrated a bishop, he went to see his mother. And after kissing the Episcopal ring of her son, she showed him her wedding ring and said, well, your ring is very beautiful, Giuseppe, but um, you wouldn't have it if I didn't wear my ring. <laughs> and so when human marriage is attacked and undermined, the mystical marriage of Christ and his church is attacked and undermined even more. The enemy understands this very well. And, um, and, and, and so that really shows us the decisive battlefield uh, being over marriage and the family. Um, I should really give a brief outline of the schema, its different um, uh, focal points there. It begins by explaining the nature of man's dominion over his body insofar as it serves the propagation of the human race and the chastity of the unmarried. Um, clearly, it, it says that sex is ordered uh, to marriage and its spiritual and material goods. So consequently, all evils such as transgenderism, sterilization, IVF, all widespread today were condemned in this um, document of the beginning of 60s with really impressive foresight. Um, the document explains the true value of chastity by which sexual relations are so ennobled that they are worthy of man created in God's image and of the Christian. It is emphasized that although chastity is not the only 
or the first good of the moral life of man. In an integral moral life cannot exist without it. Mm -hmm. This is because impurity makes our judgment clouded. Mm -hmm. As um, as Saint, Saint Paul tells Saint Timothy, uh, to the pure, all things are pure, but to the defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. But both their minds and their cons consciences are, are defiled. It also very strongly warns Catholic parents to resist school-based sex education, uh, now compulsory in, in all schools, uh, also Catholic schools in England. Um, among the other errors it condemns are ideas that actions opposed to chastity are demanded by nature itself, and especially the idea that most shameful love of persons of the same sex is the prerogative of a higher culture, and it claims that the church and the claims that the church, by her teaching on, on chastity, harms a healthy and vigorous education of the young. It, uh, the document calls these ideas harmful and wrong. The language is really very clear. The second part of the schema is really the, the, the central one. Uh, dedicated to marriage and the family, it reaffirms the indissolubility of marriage, of course, and the hierarchy of its ends. Now, this is extremely important for us today. Um, the hierarchy of, of, of the ends of marriage. Um, the document says, because God ordained the multiplication of human race by establishing marriage, it is by origin, purpose and function good and holy. Genesis tells us that God created the male and female, blessed them and saying, increase and multiply. The secondary purpose of marriage was also given in Genesis in its larger passage, uh, in, sorry, in, in its later passage where it said, it is not good for man to be alone. Let us make him a help like unto himself. In his excellent book, um, which is called The Family Under Attack, Don Pietro Leone explains that the two ends of marriage, together with its two properties, procreation and mutual assistance, were present from its institution then. Whereas since catechism states that marriage was instituted before the fall, we can conclude that the third end, the remedy of concupiscence, existed only uh, sometime subsequent to its institution, namely after the fall, uh, with the onset of concupiscence. Um, the institution of marriage, of course, was raised by Christ to a sacrament for the baptized. And the great effect of this is that although a marriage bond is formed by mutual consent of husband and wife, it cannot be dissolved by human will, just as Christ never separates from his church. Maria, just to go back uh, a, a moment, um, I, I uh, very much enjoyed uh, Don Leone's uh, book, the family under attack. Um, this third uh, aspect of uh, marriage's purpose, um, uh, a remedy for concupiscence, uh, which, as you say, uh, was a purpose that arose out of uh, the fall, um, this seems to be almost entirely missing from... Uh, catechesis on on the mar on marriage and uh, official church teaching uh, in the post conciliar age um and you you suggest that uh, the absence of this which is which is so important 
um, is largely down to uh, this omission um, in the council's teaching. Well, the the reality is that with 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 the rejection of of these documents, of course, the clarity of the language was was lost. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you know, but um, to to be honest, in, in our work, the the, the primary um, problem is really the inversion of the first and the second end, mm -hmm. uh, which which occurred after the council and, and which I'm coming to in 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 in, in a moment. Mm -hmm. and, um, this this really has laid the groundwork for for um, for, for for many many attacks against uh, the Catholic teaching of marriage and the family. While the third end has always been in a not always, but but it's it's um, it's it's um, it's suffered of course as well. But uh, but the effects of of that um, seem to be. Uh, perhaps not so overtly dramatic uh, right. in, in 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 at least in the in in the, in the work to 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 restore and to defend the uh, the proper Catholic teaching on the family. So, I mean, it does seem to be uh, largely in keeping with an anthropological uh, vision that um, seems to be novel uh, to the council. Um, uh, uh, in in the history of church teaching, anyway, uh, in fact, it seems to concord very well with a sort of uh, philosoph, um, you know, enlightenment view of natural human perfectibility. Um, and you get this sense in other documents, don't you? At the beginning of, for example, uh, famously, uh, Dignitatis Humanae, when it talks about man uh, uh, has finally reached this. Uh, age of um, of maturity uh, and and uh, in a way that that he never has before now finally understands what human dignity really is um, uh, as if as if uh, um, I mean obviously I'm paraphrasing but but one can look up the document and and see that um, uh, I'm not caricaturing here the, the, there is this sense that um, history is simply an account of human progress and moral uh, perfectibility, um, and and the uh, omitting this notion that marriage is a remedy to concupiscence is very much in keeping with that, isn't it? Because it does indicate that actually, uh, man, it turns out is su is now so aware of human dignity and in such a state of moral maturity that he doesn't need such a remedy after all. Yes, that's a, that's a good point. Yes. Anyway, sorry. Do uh, I, I? I should try not to interrupt you. Do do continue. Well, um, we then get to that um, that uh, that important inversion in um, in later uh, church documents, um, which of course didn't exist in this schema. Uh, quite the contrary, it it, uh, it emphasised the the ordered ends of marriage. To uh, not to depend on the intentions of contracting parties at all, but at all times the the primary purpose is only the procreation and education of the offspring, even if a particular uh, marriage was not fruitful. Mm -hmm. um, 
the other end of marriage, the mutual help and solace of the spouses and the remedy for concupiscence um, arise from its nature, but are only ever secondary. The authors um, emphasize and strongly reject that the errors and theories by which is denied the immutable divine order with regard to the properties and purposes of marriage and by which is an by which in an inversion of the right order of the values, the primary purpose of marriage is deemed less than biological and personal values and conjugal love in the objective order itself is proclaimed to be the primary purpose. So uh, so they, they very much uh, foresee uh, this inversion and uh, and reject it, uh, reject it outright. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, of course, what the church has always taught. Um, um, St. Clement of Alexandria, um, uh, St. Augustine, before, between them uh, St. John Chrysostom, also St. Thomas, they all taught um, that the primary purpose of marital union was, was procreation. St. Thomas, by the way, also ranks the evil of contraception immediately after the evil of homicide, quite strikingly, in, in that he says that the, the first destroys human nature and the second prevents it coming into being. So, of course, none of this um, that is that is that we find in the schema is uh, is in any way uh, clearer than anything has been before. But uh, but it is it is really a, an excellent summary of these truths passed down to us uh, from the um, from from the gospel and, and the fathers. Then turning to the order of Christian family. Consist, consisting of parents and children and um, arising out of a legitimate marriage, the document asserts that by its origin, nature and goal, the family, like marriage, is sacred and for Christians also holy, by which holiness the Christian family shines before all others. The parents' serious and divinely sanctioned duty, the document says, is to educate their children, and it's especially true concerning supernatural and external matters. Um, it goes into uh, enlightening details uh, to, to the rights and duties of civil society towards the family um, and and emphasize that the church is the only institution with legitimate authority over the family, which of course is particularly um, uh, important for us today. Mm. Um, this, this right uh, belongs to the church, uh, the document explains, both because of its universal teaching authority and also because of its spiritual motherhood toward children and parents through the administration of the sacraments. The, um, the schema therefore condemns all theories that deny the rights of the church and the family with regard to the education of children or which assign primary rights in this area to the civil authority, as well as those who directly support or formally cooperate in the passage of wicked laws about marriage and the family. So um, so Catholic politicians uh, reading that document would have a quite clear indication mm. what they can, cannot do. Uh, naturally, it forcefully condemns abortion, including therapeutic abortion, and all forms of contraception as intrinsically evil since they corrupt the whole social order, the document says. And just very briefly, I would, I would um, um, outline the third um, 
third part of the document, which is almost poetic. <laughs> it it um, it deals with um, with sacred virginity, and words really cannot convey what what a loss it is that this glorious. Um, uh, dimension, this flower of the family, is no longer seen as an essential part of Catholic teaching on the family. Pope Pius XII uh, writes in his encyclical Sacra Virginitas that a chastity dedicated to God demands strong and noble souls, souls ready to do battle and conquer. So it's a very militant and uh, and uh, and uh, um, a powerful weapon against the, the, the evils we were, were fighting in, in, in today's world. And Don Pietro Leone also refers to St. John Chrysostom, who said that the root and the flower, um, too, of virginity is a crucified life. It's, it's rooted in, in, in the sacrificial uh, nature of, of, um, of our faith. So the schema laments uh, very much that this state, so singularly loved by God, is diminishing. And explaining this with a worldly spirit, penetrating even into Catholic families, and also with errors spread and propagated concerning the character of marriage and of sacred virginity. Mm. It, um, it renews the condemnation of the Council of Trent, of those who, who dare to maintain that the marital state is to be preferred to the state of virginity or celibacy. And it also rejects the, the view of, of those who claim that the bond of celibacy today is obsolete, indeed impossible, or exceeds the competence of the church and should should be relaxed according to the will of the subject. Now, all these ideas in Catholic uh, that we can find in in Catholic um, headlines today were very clearly dealt with, uh, and and really uh, really foreseen. I think I couldn't find a topic that um, that we're dealing with today um, that wasn't um, addressed. In the schema, quite uh, clearly and eloquently. So, uh, uh, just two brief questions. Um, one: Do you think uh, that the current, at least you can correct me if I'm wrong, but there seems to be uh, some sort of an attack and undermining of, particularly the consecrated life of women particularly the purely contemplative consecrated life of women, um, which, uh, you know, many authorities in the history of the church have said that that's the highest uh, vocation, um, uh, even, e even higher perhaps than uh, uh, that of, of the consecrated life of, of men in as much uh, as it possesses a, uh, a spousal dimension, um, which isn't present in uh, male consecrated life, at least not to the same degree. Um, and all of the symbolism to go with that of veils and wedding rings and so forth. Um, so uh, would you trace, at least in part, uh, this attack, if indeed there is such an attack, back to uh, the rejection of this document? Oh, well, there is certainly... Um I think it's it's um, the, the 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 truth, the completeness of the of the understanding of um, of how uh, Christian 
family by prayer, purity of life and veneration of the priestly and religious state foster sacred vocations. I think this understanding was attacked and 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 lost. Uh, but of course, there are there are there are many more elements for for that that constitute the attack on the on the consecrated life on on enclosed life. And uh, well, we must also admit that they they are a very easy target because they're invisible to begin with. Nobody mm-hmm. sees them in the in the um, in the life of the church as as much as um, as as, um, uh, as more active orders or, or or priests who are much more on the forefront. And and if they disappear, they, it could take a long time before people notice. Right. Uh, and and with them, of course, disappears the the, the the power of prayer, the, um, uh, the powerhouses uh, that sustain us in that uh, battle for for life and the family and for the church. So, I would say that that the losses is incredibly um, uh, dramatic, uh, and we've really been very much weakened as um, as the body of the church by by um, so many closures of uh, con- contemplative sure. orders sure. and uh, and and the diminishing number of the brides of christ but uh, but the reasons there of course are quite um, complex and sure. and um, sure. so uh, i also wanted to ask um i mean that was a that was a very helpful overview of the three parts of the schema what do you think uh was the thinking behind its rejection oh well this is um documented quite um uh, masterfully again by um by by professor Dumatay. and uh, i would encourage uh, everyone to read his detailed account of the council to really understand the battle and the spirit of the debate going on there um that was unforeseen it seems even by pope Pope John Twenty Third, who optimistically had declared that the council is um, done, uh, he, he, he was very happy with this. Said, said the council is done. By Christmas, we can conclude. Yeah. Uh, nothing much to do here. But in reality, by Christmas that year, all except the schema on the liturgy had been rejected, and uh, the council did not last three months, but uh, three years. Mm-hmm. So. Um, well, very briefly, what President Matei relates um, is that a group of European and Latin American bishops and exponents of the Nouvelle Theologie uh, mobilized to reject the schema as, as too traditional. Right. And uh, first, what they did was uh, to remove all references to chastity and virginity. Um, so that work happened under supervision of Cardinal Sunan's um, and what remained of the document was absorbed, was many times rewritten from one scheme to another, and it was absorbed then in, an, in a new document that in the end became Gaudium and Spes. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything of the schema I have just discussed was, was rewritten in a completely different um, spirit. Uh, after lengthy and heated discussions, um, all documented in, in, in this account on the Second Vatican Council, 
uh, and I'm, I'm sure in other places as well, Gaudium et Spes was approved in, in December 1965 by an overwhelming, overwhelming majority. And uh, so what was left in Gaudium et Spes from the original schema was really quite fragmental. Um, it appears to define marriage as an intimate community of marriage life, which reaches its fullest expression in the conjugal act. Um, and, um, well, Don Pietro Leone refers to President Mattei and his analysis, according to which many of the council fathers had by then accepted the Malthusian theories of population control and, and the need for some sort of birth control, even if, if not known which one yet, yeah. or how it work. So, and, and the issue of birth control with reference to the church's perennial teaching was also removed from this document uh, completely. Um, the Mattei notes that the chapter dedicated to marriage and the family in Gaudium and Spares represent an um, unhappy synthesis, the way he calls it, of the two opposing views. So you will have fragments of the, of the original schema and then you have completely new language, which really seems a patchwork throughout. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but he also notes that the most surprising, I quote, the most surprising aspect of Gaudium and Spes is the lack of exposure to the traditional order of marriage purposes. Mm-hmm. It was, as in the case of many other texts of the Council, a substantially ambiguous document. Logic teaches that two values cannot be on the level of absolute equality. In the event of a conflict, one or the other of the equivalent principles will prevail. The Matei uh, goes on to suggest that the majority who voted on the document assumed that the primary purpose of marriage was procreation, as it had always been. Uh, but the progressive bishops, however, understood the significance of the apparent equation of the procreative and unitive ends of marriage and the lack of a forthright condemnation of birth control. Uh, well, Walter Cardinal Casper, who, for example, who had later a very important role in launching the, the family synods uh, in 2014 mm. uh, during the Francis pontificate. Uh, he wrote in Osservatore Romano at the time, uh, I quote, in the conciliate texts, compromise formulas have to be found. Thus the conciliate texts having themselves an enormous potential for conflict. They open the door to selective reception in one direction or another. Um, yeah, and, and that's in keeping with uh, the uh, quote-unquote uh, conservative stance that um, uh, that Ca- Cardinal Casper was known for uh, in the in the post-conciliar uh, immediately immediate post-conciliar years. Is that correct? Mm, um, yes. Yes. Uh, the the um, uh, the Communio uh, group. Mm. Um, yes. Yes, but this really is the manoeuvre, as yeah. you can see, that and 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 the manoeuvre that by the popes before the council had had really been heavily warned against. Yeah, uh, the twelfth, for example, I I have a quote from him. Um, says the two tendencies must be avoided. The the one which in examining um, uh, the con- constitutive elements of the act of generation gives weight only to the primary purpose of marriage, as if the secondary purpose did not exist. And secondly, that which considers the secondary purpose as equally principal, yeah. losing it from the essential subordination to the primary purpose, which by logical necessity, he says, 
would lead to deadly consequences, unquote. And the deadly consequences of this logic are now um, plain for everyone to see. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So one of the things that surprised me uh, about what you just said was the immediate decision to um, take out all references to chastity. Um, Chastity obviously has been um, a disposition very, very highly regarded in the history of the Catholic Church. Uh, And of course, um, in the Beatitudes, a promise is made by our Lord that those who have a pure heart are those who will see God, um, which is quite uh, remarkable when you think about it, because the vision of God, the beatific vision, is the end for which we exist, uh, according to our supernatural life, according to the life of the baptised. That is the end for which we exist. So um, it's... it's quite remarkable to think that our Lord tells us the end for which we exist uh, in the new covenant and then gives us the means by which to obtain that end, namely purity of heart. Um, so it's very striking mm-hmm. that uh, chastity or purity of heart um, was excluded entirely from the document. That, As you said, that was one of the first decisions that was made. What, what, what was the thinking behind that? Was any justification offered for removing uh, I'm, I'm not aware but uh, that doesn't mean that there, there weren't any any justifications um, but but you're absolutely right Sebastian it's um, it's really when you think of this complete picture um, of, of marriage and the family it, <laughs> what what emerged in that decade uh, between 1958 and uh, and um, 1968 was really a new morality. Mm. Um, and the image that comes to mind is like a defrocking of, of Christian marriage. Uh, what I mean is, is, you know, first to remove the, the be, you know, the, the beautiful crown, uh, the consecrated virginity that, that families foster those vocations. Um, and you remove, so you remove that first, that this doesn't, this isn't part of the teaching so, so eminently anymore. And then you uproot it from its natural soil, which is chastity. And so, without roots and flowers, you 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 leave um, you leave the family uh, face the modern world, mm. which rips its ornaments one by one. Um, and it, now, in its struggle for survival, it clings to what is left, um, the remnants of of the order. Uh, I mean, of course, I'm not saying that the that the marriage and the Catholic marriage and the family each each one is is now deeply damaged, but but, but the order, the, yes. the 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 perennial order, uh, is damaged. Um, I we mentioned see uh, elements very widely part of this, and uh, and uh, and and so w- when this divinely established order of marriage has been fractured like this, it, it fails to give um, a true um, uh, true witness uh, on a human level as well. Yes. Yes, indeed. I, I, I mentioned earlier that um, a sort of in, enlightenment optimism about human nature seemed to be presupposed in uh, much of the conciliar discourse. Um, it's interesting that you mentioned that Cardinal Surnans oversaw this, because I, I remember coming across the quote from Cardinal Surnans uh, uh, immediately after the council, uh, something he said to the press, 
that the Second Vatican Council, it turned out, was, quote-unquote, the French Revolution in the Church. Um, and when I when I read that, I thought, well, gosh, Cardinal Cernan's couldn't have been all bad because at least he recognised how disastrous, uh, it, you know, the whole situation was. And then I suddenly car carried on reading to discover that he actually thought that was a good thing. Um, so it's, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. yeah, terrifying, terrifying people involved in this. It truly was revolutionary. Um, I think uh, I think we have now the hindsight and the space uh, to evaluate it much more clearly um, and to also see by, by the fruits you know them. Um, you, can, you can see the fruits, uh, how this inversion of, um, um, of, of, of the ends of marriage really paved the way to, to all sorts of abuses of, of, of the teaching of marriage and the family. Uh, you know, because immediately after the council, already in Humana Vitae, uh, in 1968, uh, promulgated by Paul VI, the ends of marriage were clearly inverted. Um, yes, I wanted to ask you about this, because um, uh, generally Humana Vitae is considered a great success story. Uh, uh, obviously, everyone accepts how divisive uh, it was, um, but... Uh, you know, it looked for a while that the the jury was now out on on um, what the church was going to say about contraception, and suddenly we were presented with this document that affirmed the traditional teaching. And of course, there are the famous stories of uh, uh, Catholic intellectuals like Peter Geach and Elizabeth Anscombe break, opening bottles of champagne to celebrate the issuing of Humanae Vitae and so on. Um, but but uh, you you take a, a slightly more uh, restrained view of the document. Well, I'll I'll, um, I'll I'll maybe say a few words about it. What what I really, uh, of course, um, what you're talking about uh, the, the 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 rejoicing was because of the condemnation of birth control. Yes. Which uh, which was was a huge. Um, uh, which really wasn't so so uh, clear which way it's going to be. Yes. So that was, of course, an understandable and uh, and great relief. And also, it maintained the inseparability of the ends of marriage, so that you can't separate the 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 unitive. Uh, I, I intentionally inverted now because Humanavita does it in unitive and procreative uh, significance of of marriage. Uh, but what it did, what it uh, also did, was to to adopt that inversion of the marriage, uh, of the ends of marriage, uh, and speak of unitive significance and the procreative significance. And um, it could be argued that because of the inversion of these of the ends of marriage, Monavita did not really settle the debate on contraception, openness to life, um, and. Why I say that is that once the procreation and education of children has been driven from its primary place in marriage, uh, what is left is never-ending damage control, insisting that it is still important. Mm. Uh, we cannot we cannot neglect this truth. It's 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 uh, but it, it isn't any more uh, um, protected as the as the primary end. Understandably, yes, as I said. Um, the, there was great relief for, for not allowing artificial birth control. However, the more subtle attack on the hierarchy on the ends of marriage may, may have been also uh, quite fatal. Um, I would 
perhaps just offer also um, uh, um, um, a position of, of President Matei here, if if there, who, who explained it this way, that if there is no objective natural order, what prevails is the relationship of the couple, mm-hmm. the value of love. And that would eventually be measured in the pleasure that the personal union gives mm-hmm. uh, or, the, or the commitment and stability of the relationship. So furthermore, once the objective law of nature founded upon the difference between the sexes is, is abandoned, sexual morality and objective difference uh, of sexes are replaced by personal preference. I'm paraphrasing him here, but that's sure. that's the idea. And so, so this process, he argues, inevitably leads to what is indeed antithetical to true marriage, birth control, infidelity, homosexuality, and all these things, because man is subject subjected now to ever-increasing temptation to reform the laws of procreation according to his passions, because love and 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 the, and the, and the quality of the union is is is, is the primary uh, concern, and um, so. Um, the family under attack, the book that we, we've mentioned before, also speaks of the rise of radical subjectivism and the priority of love over truth. Mm. Consequently, it implies that the primary, um, consequently, it argues what is implied is that the primary end of marriage is, is, is love. And the conjugal act is the total self-giving love, again, a language that we've, we've heard very much in the, in the post-conciliate texts. And so contraception is presented as sinful on that basis that it's not total self-giving uh, in in the context of love rather than uh, rather than um, um, uh, against against the, the first end of marriage procreation and and um, uh, or, or or the inseparability of, of these these two ends but uh, <clears throat> but uh, but so this this is the main um, uh, main problem there. And, and taken much further over the next decades, <clears throat> where we are now, this mindset has enabled uh, churchmen in recent history to argue that stable and faithful homosexual unions have positive aspects and gifts to offer. Um, so should we should we talk a little bit about the because under under this present pontificate, uh, we've had two. Um, well, we had the extraordinary synod and then the synod on uh, marriage and family, um, and these synods. Uh, again, please correct me if if I'm wrong or I've read the situation uh, in an incorrect way, but um, it seems to me that these synods didn't settle very much and didn't really clarify very much uh, and may have generated more confusion. Um, do you think I'm being fair? And, and if not, uh, could you could you just uh, present a little bit the content of these synods? Oh, absolutely, um, Sebastian. That that was definitely a, a mechanism and tool for for furthering the confusion. Our voice of the family team was uh, was present in Rome throughout the two synods, and that was actually the uh, the foundational um, activity for for voice of the family uh, to to come into existence, to observe and report on the, those synods and meet with the bishops and and really. Try to um, present our our research uh, to to help them in these deliberations at the synod. <clears throat> uh, those who were open to it, um, our final our analysis of the final uh, report in October 2015 has stated that um, this is what we put out. Then said 
we said that by, by striving towards bringing Catholic moral teaching in line with the norms prevailing in the modern world, the report pursues an approach that runs contrary to divine revelation and the natural moral law. We, we drew, at the time, we drew attention to numerous problems in the Family Sinners Final Report, including an anthropocentric understanding of the gospel that alleges, for example, that the gospel is about the dignity of the person, his freedom and respect for his rights. Uh, but really glaring omissions of, of any discussion of the fundamental vocation of the family with regard to man's final end, which is union with God in heaven. Um, the, 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 the really very naturalistic approach uh, that underlined the whole report, um, ultimately the final report gravely endangered the most uh, vulnerable members of the human family through its omissions and distortions of, of the Catholic doctrine um, and, and really lack of clear, um, clear uh, teaching. Um, we, we have a whole list of examples how the Family Synod final report subtly supported gender ideology, threatened the rights of parents as the primary educators of their children, um, undermined the teaching on the nature of marriage, paved the way uh, for divorced and remarried, of course, as, as it was uh, perhaps primarily known for, um, and, and undermined the, uh, the, the sacraments, on, um, several sacraments. Uh, undermine the teaching on on contraception and 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 so on. Mm. Okay, um, so uh, that's all pretty depressing. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, now, perhaps uh, what we really need at this stage uh, now is a bit of uh, perhaps not hope. Uh, well, certainly hope, but not optimism. Um, but. Uh, in the form of some practical suggestions. Um, uh, you know, people like uh, me, um, I'm just, uh, you know, a husband and a dad um, raising uh, a couple of kids, got number three on the way. Uh, it's all a bit, um, uh, you know, it's all a bit alarming seeing not only the rapidity with which the the secular world is uh, undermining. Um, I'm not even talking about the sacrament of holy matrimony. I'm, I'm just talking about what pertains to even natural marriage, um, and uh, and and also um, the seemingly uh, absent teaching from the vast majority of the church's um, hierarchical incumbents. Um, and uh, uh, so, so uh, for for you know, just an ordinary husband and dad like me, uh, what what would you say? I'm trying to educate my kids, keep them going, get them to mass on a Sunday, get them praying each evening, you know, just trying to do these humdrum things, and nonetheless uh, feeling somewhat uh, overwhelmed in the face of uh, the contemporary situation. Mm. Yes, it, it is easy to happen, but um, but but fortunately, uh, we are not abandoned. Uh, we we never will be. Mm -hmm. uh, our Lord has promised us that, and um, and so um, 
you know, we just must not forget that this is the battle between the Lord and the reign of Saint Genova marriage and the family. And, and, uh, and, and uh, it's, there's no mistake in that. Mm. You know, it's, it's not, um, it's actually something that, uh, that is so important. And of all the time we have been um, privileged really to, um, to live in during that time, which perhaps many saints would have liked to do, uh, where you really can uh, not only live your fa- faith, but uh, also um, also protect and and defend and and give witness to it in a in a very real way, because we are in an environment where holding up those very basic Christian truths are becoming increasingly um, inappropriate, mm-hmm. even in even in, uh, in in many church circles. Mm-hmm. Uh, sadly, so. Um, there are, of course, you know, the, the, the very the practical suggestions offered by, by much more eminent figures than, uh, than me or my colleagues um, are predictable in, in terms of prayer and study. Um, I would, I would um, actually encourage families to look up um, Bishop Schneider's 10 steps. Uh, for for Catholic families, how to survive at the time of persecution, and he knows what he's talking about because he uh, grew up in Kyrgyzstan uh, and uh, had perhaps priest visiting once or twice a year. He gives a beautiful account of that in his uh, recent book-length interview on Christus Vincit. Again, uh, he speaks about persecution of the faith and the faithful under the title Christus Vincit, Christ will win. So, and that's the beauty of, of our miserable, as you say, depressing situation, Sebastian, <laughs> because the victory is certain, and we have to make sure that we remain on the side of the of the victory. Uh, Our Lady has promised that in the end, her immaculate heart will triumph. We just have to act out the battle. And it's a privilege. It's a privilege to be a Catholic, given at the time of great crisis, uh, because there is no other thing so glorious on earth. Um, in the end, her Immaculate Heart will triumph. We must be certain of that. But um, but only if we share in the fight today shall we really um, share in the joy of her triumph. Sure, sure. Well, thank you, Maria. It's been very nice to speak to you today. And um, uh, just tell us, what is the future for Voice of the Family? What are your uh, What are your plans now? I know it's been a, a tough year for everyone, but um... yeah. yes, it hasn't actually been very been been um, as tough uh, year for us as um, as I imagine for many people in the secular world. Uh, precisely for the same hope that we possess and that we just discussed, and and the same uh, uh, same powerful weapons that we always have to 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 counter uh, various uh, various problems, namely um, prayer and study. But overall, we feel also that this is really a time of um, of uh, of learning your faith and 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 learning to love your faith. Um, this quiet time, so to speak, um, it isn't it hasn't been quiet for us because we've been uh, preparing some books for publication and uh, and then really trying to do as much online as possible. So we can't really call it quiet time, but but generally speaking, in the society, you see a great slowing down. And uh, 
one can't help but see a hand of God in there uh, to try to steer back his own people who've gone so far from him uh, and just to really lock them up and, uh, and uh, you know, <laughs> say that, you know, figuratively speaking, but really offer that opportunity uh, amidst all suffering, of course. I'm, I'm not uh, downplaying the, the reality of, um, of suffering for many families. In, in, in terms of losing uh, even loved ones or, or their jobs or, or all sorts of things that that are really very much affecting Catholic and, and non-Catholic families today. But but it also is an opportunity to renew your faith, <clears throat> to study. And we've been um, really thinking about that more to, uh, to start uh, publishing books. We have also launched um, a catechetical pro- program that I would like to recommend to all families who have children um, around uh, 8 to 12 years old, but uh, other other ages would perhaps find that beneficial as well. It's presented by Father Anthony Pilari, um, a priest uh, studying, uh, he's uh, doing his doctorate in canon law in Rome at the moment. It's called Our Lady of the Rosary Family Catechism, and its purpose is to um, have children commit Baltimore Catechism to memory. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's beautifully produced with beautiful sacred art and music. Uh, Father Pilari does um, a sterling job in, in, in presenting these lessons, and it's, it's a program that families can start and, and, and arrange at their own space. Uh, so it's, it's at... It's uh, it's available at Our Lady of the Rosary Family Catechism. You can find that, and also on Voice of the Family um, website, there is a there is a reference for that. And yes, yeah, so we we carry on with uh, online catechetical materials, uh, publications as much as possible, and uh, and prepare for uh, for the time when we can meet again in person. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for your time, Maria. And uh, hope to uh, speak with you again soon. God bless you. Thank you, Sebastian. God bless. You've been listening to the Iota Unum Latin Mass Society podcast. For more information on this series, go to lms.org.uk.